Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. We are here for week 22, and we are talking about Lucifer. I know, right? I'm trying to get better about like going right through that, but yeah. <laughs> um, we are talking about Lucifer, Season 4, Episode 8, Super Bad Boyfriend. Um, and let's let's start with our important called its. Um, so how any any called its? I don't remember. I don't feel like it counts. And I also yeah. don't remember. I feel like, I mean, I think we were both just like, yeah, no, Lucifer's going to say it probably because it makes sense. And I think that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I feel that like there might have been right. like a tangential ish from something you guys said, but I don't, I don't remember. It was- yeah, Friday was like a lifetime away. Yeah, yes. it feels so long ago. Um, we did not call Ella and Dan having a high school talk in front of some lockers, which I don't think anyone could, but that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, like we said, right, you don't you didn't need to be worried about about all that. And, um, you know, at least at least for now, that seems to be the case. Uh, let's move to the, the big takeaway for me from this episode, besides the montage, which, you know, Latoya's right. It's a fabulous, super fun montage. What a montage. Yeah. What a montage. I'd actually really like to linger on the montage because it's the fun thing about this episode. Um, that in May's dating. Like, yeah. what if we just commit here and now? The only things we're going to talk about are the montage and May's dating. Not really. I obviously definitely want to talk about this episode. But, yes, it's a very good montage. <laughs> uh, bad boyfriend montage, greater than sign, uh, bad neighbor montage. Yes, I would agree with that. How? Yeah. But how does it compare to our no sleep montage? I'd say oh. it goes no sleep montage, bad boyfriend montage, bad neighbor montage. Yeah, I would no, agree with that. That's the correct ranking, I think. Okay, these are these are very good. Um, well, I wanted to know if you guys could guess the the relationship that I was so excited to get a couple extra scenes with, and really, it's just the one. Um, what do you was guys? Was it Maze and that other alpha male? That <laughs> even Linda. It's even Linda, yes? No, I, for me, it's Lucifer and Linda. Oh, uh, well, I mean, yes, also very good. But that even Linda scene, what a delight. Uh, again, uh, Eve charms every single person she meets. Except my mom, who hates her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's wow. like, like, yeah, does not on board. She's like, like her, like her voice, like the, she's like, she's so, so like little kid and like, and it is not charmed my mom at all she's very ready for for um the the story to progress to something new so i'm hoping that she will connect more with the next episode but uh i was like and i was like because i was thinking about her um she's just tempting everyone she's drawing everyone in i'm like but that that implies malice there's no malice she's just very she's charming she's a you know or kind is there Uh, but anyways, so no, she has not turned my mom. Uh, for me, this episode all comes down to the last scene. And there's a lot of other really interesting, uh, strong stuff in this episode. But for me, it's all about the last scene. And I remember watching it the first time and being like, oh my god, yay, so excited. This is, you know, dark, but such a necessary point. I'm very glad the show actually went there. Um, I Latoya's review, of course, for those who want to read, is up at the AV Club, and I, of course, ran over and read your review, Latoya. I think we're on a similar page about it. What, how did you guys feel about our big? I mean, not even epiphany face, just just a straight up epiphany for Lucifer. You know, Ellis is so great in that scene. Um, Rachel Harris is so great in that scene. It, I, I was sort of 
baffled that they managed to make it feel as inevitable as it did. But the thing I appreciate most is that it's obviously incredibly painful, which is the thing about working to understand yourself better, right? Is it's the kind of thing that hurts. It really hurts, but it's incredibly important and necessary. Um, And it felt like, I mean, who knows what it'll be going forward, but it did really feel like a big turning point for the series for me and certainly for the character um after all of the jokes about the lucifer's impenetrability and particularly in that scene with eve um where eve and linda immediately understand each other so well um it was pretty jarring to see him begin to understand himself even just a little bit especially something that painful um, and I think the last act does a really nice job of building to that moment. I feel like normally this is where I would be really bubbly about how good it is, but instead I'm just going to hold on. I think there is an <laughs> understanding. The, but... Hit the bar cards. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is an understanding, but I also think that there's just acknowledgement, which I think is yeah. the bigger deal there in that I think Lucifer is self-aware enough to realize that he dodges things and he's ignored these parts of himself because he a people tell him these things and he does listen he just doesn't act necessarily or interpret correctly but eventually it filters its way into the part of his brain that goes oh i'm making decisions (laughs) um these are things that i am doing to myself and to others and so i think that that degree of acknowledgement i think is for me like was the big takeaway there um and <clears throat> again, it's it is really really painful to watch, and Ellis is really great in that scene, and Rachel Harris is really good in that scene. Um, Marcus says, "I like how excited Linda was that was that Lucifer was having the breakthrough." And yeah, Rachel Harris is just like, "Yes, yes, my character has done it. I've solved it." Um, and it's but it's really really good, and I think that just finally getting to that point feels so rewarding, especially for like an audience, I think is the other thing to really like take away from this as well is the audience finally gets that same sort of moment of victory for Linda gets to revel in that, but also gets to feel the overwhelming pain and sadness of Lucifer's just complete, um, I don't want to say aimlessness, but just confusion and being pulled in one too many different directions because it's it's the exact opposite of aimlessness because there's too many aims that are influencing him so it was it was really rough to watch but it was really good and the way that the episode then layers in some other stuff which we'll get to um i think it just works very very well did it hit you just as strong this time latoya yeah, uh, it, it really works uh you know this whole Lucifer story when him, him realizing like uh, the issue is not either Eve or Chloe, but like specifically himself. Uh, or God. Yeah, exactly. Because th- that final scene, it begins with him blaming his dad as usual. And then he even says like, no, that's uh, that's a lie. That's it's, it's me basically just making an excuse, which is a big deal. As you know, earlier in the episode, we're joking about how he always takes the wrong lesson from yeah. any conversation. And here he uh, he's got the right lesson. And it's just, it's, not what you would expect to see from, you know, our our, our jovial uh, devil, you know, uh, him admitting that he hates himself. But like, that's been 
something that's pretty clear for a while now that he hates himself and now he's finally articulating it yeah yeah it, it is is such a i mean obviously it's very painful and i like you know like you guys have said i'm very glad that they didn't go for like haha triumphant breakthrough but like painful shrugging off of like or the opening up the wound kind of thing so that you can get the gangrene out or whatever and heal right uh they really go for how painful it is but it's incredibly satisfying to watch as well like you can feel i mean even linda it's not that she's satisfied it's that she is very happy that he is not backing away this time that he is gun like that he's he's at the brink and she feels him start to pull back and she pushes him and and he he admits what he has known probably for a while but hasn't been able to or hasn't been willing to articulate and so having watched this whole journey from when he started therapy you know um right back in the pilot to to now it's a very satisfying and essential and difficult moment um this time watching it i I was thinking about um the steven like the end of steven universe and some of the stuff that happens there and i thought that it was a really connect a powerful connection with some of the stuff you see steven deal with in the last season of steven universe future and uh when that is you know we've already talked about the show doing a good job of showing what therapy like being responsible about how it's showing things aside from you know dr linda having an affair with lucifer at the beginning of the show aside from that big caveat (laughs) right like well and a special circumstance you know he's the devil and all this yeah it was back in season one where every woman was throwing herself at him just without care and then that stopped yeah (laughs) um be helped you know but but they've been responsible about like progress and then setbacks and and you know dr linda's uh, ethics around how she interacts with her patients and everything and so to see the character make this long lengthy of a journey um another one that popped to mind for me it was uh, doc, uh on gray's anatomy when meredith finally realizes um some some has a breakthrough around her uh, in relationship with her mother i haven't watched that show in so long but that scene when she like has that breakthrough is still very clear in my mind because it's so effective it's so uh, it's just it's like a this can happen for you if you commit to therapy and it, you can have this kind of a really big essential realization for yourself as you're trying to understand yourself better and why you're making the decisions you're making um so i that is the thing that i take away most from this episode i'm glad it sounds like it was as effective for you guys as it was for me and yet the episode begins uh <laughs> with the joke that lucifer still doesn't know how to draw <laughs> Yes, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I was so glad. Oh, oh man, heart. that poor that poor doctor. I was so glad he didn't actually pull out the wings, like because that giant could, moles, his giant moles. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I, I love how the doctor clearly assumes he's over exaggerating, but clearly not as much. Like, like the doctor's like, okay, you you wouldn't have drawn this picture if they weren't something to be concerned about, but he's imagining like you know, yeah kind of a thing like you know quarter or something as opposed to devil wings um (laughs) how did we feel about the addition of devil wings to devil face which got dropped a couple times this episode uh this team allison's gotten tired of hearing devil wings yet so um no i have sorry my cat's making a ton of noise so somebody i will do my devil face spiel in just a second somebody else talk about devil face oh boy (laughs) 
Noel, that's you. I didn't even notice. (laughs) Um, There you go. Which I think, again, speaks to the fact that the show's not overusing it, that I didn't notice. It's just become Mm -hmm. a thing as opposed to a running joke. Um, Yeah. So I didn't even notice. I apologize. I'm a failure. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I, I just appreciate that he's putting less mustard on it. Yeah. Right? It's not like devil fies. It's just, it's, it's more, it's a, it's a subtler, it's a slower mm-hmm. roll for the term devil face. Uh, I did not notice the devil wings as a, as a parlance. But, um, but devil fies is always, I'm just always going to make me happy, but it's more chill now. I agree with Noel. As much as I uh, in- appreciated Lucifer's breakthrough in therapy, I also was so proud of our little TV devil when he, uh, and as Latoya, you mentioned in your review, excellent, woohoo, but no be cool acting from Lauren German when <laughs> Lucifer tells Chloe that that he broke up with Eve. Um, but w- when he's like, no, just like, I... It does. It won't solve anything to get back together with Chloe either. Like when he when he has that mom, I was like, "Way to go, buddy! You're doing the you're doing the work." <laughs> progress, progress. <laughs> Do we have any other thoughts about the non comedic side of what Lucifer's dealing with this episode? You know, I'm ha- I watched this episode literally right up until I got into the Zoom. I just sort of, I didn't watch it this weekend because I didn't want to then just immediately want to watch the next one and not be able to. And so, and I started later than I intended. So I was watching right up until the last minute. And I think that this episode, which I cannot imagine existing when the show was on Fox. um, For multiple reasons. For multiple (laughs) reasons. Is feels like a another step forward for the show while also being imperfect, right? There are some things that don't quite work. There are some beats that didn't totally seem earned. Um, there's some stuff that's a little bit clunky, uh, but the ambition is pretty impressive. The thing I find most extraordinary about it, though, is that the tonal balance is, like, unbelievable, it shouldn't work at all and it doesn't totally work but the fact that we're able to see lucifer playing fantasy football and crushing beer cans on his head and then have a cop point a gun at a menadeal like those things shouldn't be able to exist in the same episode in a way that makes sense i should be experiencing major tonal whiplash the scene with dan in the bar like or what dan does to Ella, all of that, none of it should be able to exist with like the goofy maze goes on 21 bad dates in five minutes. Like none of that should be able to coexist, but it does. Uh, And I find it really impressive. Um, And it feels like, and I hope this is true, an indication of greater potential for a show that I with the exception of season three really enjoy, but which hasn't always felt particularly ambitious or, um, intellectually challenging um or all that daring most of the time right but this was just that's what it was i i'm sort of having a hard time articulating it it feels whole in a way that it hasn't always felt and it feels whole as this version of the show not as the fox version of the show does that make sense i'm talking myself in circles no no no. well yeah this is what i've been saying basically where i think the netflix seasons are very much distillation of the show that Joe and LD always wanted to make 
but couldn't because they were on network television and it was on, on Fox. So right. I, I feel like that's kind of what you're, you're seeing. Like this is kind of what the show always could have been. And like it had like flashes of, and now it has the chance to be. Mm-hmm. But always with like degrees of restraint as well, because you can still, I think, feel, but not in like a network way, but you can feel the studio being like, don't go too far. We still need like this show to kind of fit where it goes. You can do 50 minute long episodes. That's fine. We'll give you the budget for that because we have Netflix money now. But you can still, I think, and justifiably so, feel Warner Brothers TV going do this, do this, and do this. Stylistically, the show hasn't really shifted in terms of its aesthetics all that much. Um, so I think that there are still those limitations, air quotes, but th- narratively, the show, I think, is pushing itself, like Allison said, into the ways that, like Toya said, this is the show that they wanted to do, even if they were doing it through Warner Brothers TV, which has its own whole deal of like what it does. And does well. I wish that speaking of the many dark things that happen in this episode, um, which is, which is again called super bad boyfriend. And then is just so, so dark um, with that one really wonderful goofy montage in it. Anyway, it's great. It's, it's great that they pulled that off. Um, One of the things this episode made me wish even more than usual, although I would never give it back for the world because of all of the joy it's brought me as a joke, it made me wish that Palmetto Dan didn't exist. That somehow Dan had just been like improv Dan all along, right? Or like some other version of Dan pre-improv. Something, something else to get him to this point. Because this version is so, I mean, it's upsetting, but it is so much more interesting than Palmetto Dan. And I think it would be even more interesting if we hadn't seen him do bad cop shit early on. Um, but the, the like spiral of self-loathing and self-destruction building to essentially trying to get Mace to beat the shit out of him is so heartbreaking and upsetting and frustrating in all the best ways. Cheers to Kevin Alejandro because he is killing it. I do wish that Dan was getting more time though because they're yeah. the stuff that we're getting from him is really good but I'm getting a bit of whiplash going between like back and like back and forth and I feel like if there we were getting a little bit more time in between for example uh let's go beat up all the gang people right and then oh we gotta follow the rules for the next episode and then back to like that makes sense with what I imagine he's experiencing off camera Mm -hmm. I just wish that we were getting a little bit more time with him I don't know where I would take the time from though (laughs) right you know yeah which is the challenge um Marcus says Dan was top douche and yes uh do we have thoughts about uh the Dan and Ella stuff I mean like he so sweetie Ella might be distracted temporarily, but, like, that oh, is very not going to be enough to keep her yeah. off the scent. Yeah, uh, I do love uh, the scene, like, the, their first scene at the high school where they are being very weird. And, like, Lucifer, like, notices they're being weird. And he, he, like, he can tell why, it seems. Chloe is just like, Ella's always weird. Dan, who knows what's going on with him? I don't know what's going on with my ex-husband and the father of my child. I haven't asked. <laughs> the father of her child when they were married. Yeah. Well, Chloe's just distracted by Gelf in her head. So, like, you know. For many reasons. 
Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Tush talk no. again? You're Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure, like, she, she imagines Ella's always weird, and maybe, like, Ella roped Dan into something, so that's why they're being weird. So she doesn't care to ask. Noel, any thoughts on, on Dan and Ella and any of that corner? No, I really agree with you that there needs to be more time, but I, I don't know where I would take it from. Because mm-hmm. um, I had that thought with his scene in the bar, which I really like, but it felt like a real, it felt like a real escalation that I, that I makes sense, but you just want like a little bit more before you get to that point, I think. Um, so I'm in agreement with you, Kate, that I just need like a little bit more before that, before we get to that point. Um, even though it all works, I just, a little bit more time would have been great. Yeah. And it's, it just kind of shows, I mean, we, we know how like far Dan is like spiraling right now, but like the moment where, you know, Ella's like, Hey, uh, so I heard it might've been like a, a cop who tipped off Tiernan and he's just like, he has no idea what she was like, let me try to kiss her and make that distractor and it doesn't work because she wants she's just like it was a one-time thing she was like yeah i banged it out I, I, i'm good now yeah i realized immediately what am i doing this is the <laughs> character <laughs> yeah so oh dan mm-hmm. dan come clean please yeah don't, don't drink it lux uh marcus says that's probably the biggest issue with the season is that the dan stuff needed a little more time uh Marcus is, Marcus disagrees. It did didn't it work? She's no longer thinking about it. Yeah, but she's Ella. She's, she's gonna, gonna like, like investigate. It's gonna come back to her, you know. Yeah, she's Ella. She got out, he he got out of that conversation and that yes. moment. But knowing Ella, I would be surprised if that didn't come back at some point. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, the other thing that I wanted to... Because we, we're going to talk about the everything going on with the Menadiel in this episode. So yeah, not- we need to talk about him flying into a bridge. Like, I really want to know. <laughs> I hate that we didn't get to see that. Yeah, right. why was there not a 30 Rock cutaway joke to him flying into a bridge? You know, I, I realized while I was watching it, I was like, ooh, I, that should be my Zoom name. It should be, that was one time, Lucy. And then the rest of this episode happened and I completely forgot about it. Because again, this is very dark. Yes. So thank you for reminding me. You're I'm going to go ahead and change my name <laughs> to "That Was One Time," Lucy. Uh, the the timing of it just right. Um, the other part of the episode that I do want to spend a little bit longer on is uh, that I am so here for Eve and Maze. I shipped the crap out of it. I'm very on board. Oh, yeah, uh, I've been I've been waiting. I I ship them hardcore. Like I don't really ship much on the show but like with Eva Maze, I'm like oh I am here for this this makes sense to me I don't know I, how do you guys feel about that no it's it no it makes sense to me as well um but it also it speaks to one of the things that I'm actually really curious about with Eve is that Eve seems capable of and this the montage makes it explicitly clear um that she's able to reflect whatever someone else is looking for which yeah. is what she did with Adam. So she's falling back into her patterns. She's just doing it in a year of yes. Um, but she's still able to do, she does that with everyone. And I think that that's really interesting to watch. Um, and it makes for really great scenes whenever she gets to do that. And she gets to do it twice here, once with Maze and then once with Linda. Um, that makes her immediately charming and likable. But Chloe's that tough nut that you can't crack exactly. Um, or also Kate's mom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
So I, I really do like that scene and that Dan thinks that that's going to be the sticking point um, is charming for Dan <laughs> um, because no, Lucifer's just going to go, oh, right. Yeah, no, I don't. No, sure. Why not? Everyone up the stairs. Let's all be princesses. <laughs> and I agree with Scotty. I think Eve and Maze can make each other really happy. And I absolutely fully agree with that. I think that a spinoff of Eve and Maze bounty hunting, I would watch that in a heartbeat. It would be amazing. So basically an imposter spinoff, but now with Maze. I I just, I agree. I think Eve and Maze can make each other really happy. I definitely ship it. I was very into it. Bring it on. That hot guy with the flowers can just go away. He'd go back to the CW where he definitely came from. Oh, right? God. Um, he was, so was the most CW actor I've I ever like, seen. Maze isn't going to want him. Yeah, no. no. Wait, no, definitely not. Go away. She didn't want that alpha male. She definitely doesn't want him. <laughs> yeah, she no, definitely doesn't want stop him. Stop trying to push the alpha male on Maze. Yeah, <laughs> or, or trying to stop, try to stop pushing Maze on Maze because oh, yeah. that was... Mirror Maze is how she is credited, by the way. Really? Oh, that's really? hilarious. That's great. That's but also, amazing. alpha male should have been played by Matt Walsh, and I don't understand why he wasn't. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Concur. Um I so I do ship it and I do like it and that scene was charming. I but I have a hard time sort of enjoying that piece of it because what come the context of it is so tragic. Like mm-hmm. I agree th- and have said that that montage is a total delight, but watching Eve after all we've heard about the incredibly damaging nature of her relationship with Adam and how much trauma she has out of literally being created from someone else's rib, watching her subsume her identity to try to appeal to her partner was so depressing. And it's, you know, heightened and lessened by the fact that she's aware of what's happening and that she addresses it when she's talking to Maze, which is part of why I enjoy that scene so much. But with that being one layer and with the other layer being that Maze is incredibly lonely and doesn't really understand that that is what's happening to her and that she doesn't know how to communicate who she is and what she wants without frightening people away or turning them off, or any number of other things. It, it's nowhere near as tragic as Eve's situation, but it's upsetting. So it is really great seeing them together, but then going from that right on into that scene with Dan, oh, just really sad. Just really sad. It's it's amazing how uh, Lucifer can like polish something up that's like really sad, so you almost don't notice how sad it all is. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. what happened to my like, goofy devil show like don't think about it sorry i'm definitely thinking about it i'm thinking about a lot of it because you want me to think about it so sorry but you this whole episode is like think about it (laughs) think about it well speaking of that Let's talk about a minute. You'll realize that he's black. Ah, yes. Um, So here, let me start this off real quick. So this is what I was, the plot, I was like, I like this, unlike uh, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, in the episode Moo Moo, Mm -hmm. I don't like that episode. Uh, I don't think it's a hot take to say what's a better actor than Terry Crews. And I would have said that before Terry Crews was constantly acting a fool on social media. Um, <laughs> I, is, I, I would always say it's this. The coldest take is that D.B. Woodside is a better actor than America's <laughs> Got Talent host Terry Crews. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was, would not have happened on Fox. No. Mm-hmm. It, it just would not. 
Um, so, like, half of Lucifer's cast is people of color. Like, that's just true. Uh, but, like, the most we've ever discussed race was, like, the jokes about Lucifer and Amenadiel being brothers because we just ignore that, it, like, adoption could happen if we think they're humans, you know. Uh, we just, like, glance over that. It's not really an issue. Um, adoption or, like, being stepbrothers, it, like, it's not, yeah. it's really not that hard to, yeah. So we're addressing here, we're addressing head on, we are addressing uh, police brutality, we are addressing, uh, it's not even, like, so overt because, like, when a many deal approaches Dan and he's like, oh, is this about the color of his skin? And Dan, a Latino cop on the LAPD, the way Alejandro says, how dare you? That basically says everything you need to know. Like, come the fuck on. Um, it's the, like, the police aspect of it is small, but I think it's very affecting. And it isn't necessary, honestly, for a many deal to fight, like, that probably should have been a thing a long time ago, but you know, mm -hmm. again, it wasn't going to happen on Fox. Like a man, you know, con contending with the fact that he is a black man, even though he's an angel. But also, he looks like DB Woodside. Yeah. Yes, he he's a large black man, and it's just he's about to have a black child, a black son on Earth in America. This is something he is going to need to be made aware about because it just it would be kind of irresponsible for the show to ignore it honestly is, is what i think and i know it, it is very quick and like we only have two more episodes left in the season honestly uh i would have loved to have like caleb maybe at least be like two episodes so we can like get more bonding but i i do like what we have here i think denny love is really great he i don't know if you guys watched uh, the looking for alaska miniseries on hulu last year but it was very very good and it like really spoke to my like early 2000s teen drama loving heart so it was yeah it was very very good he was great on that uh Antoine Tanner as to hear like the gangster also like really worked too where I'm just like damn skills you just you're, you're freaking me out um so I I think it's it's very condensed I wish there could have been more but I think for what we get from it it works very very well and again like Allison was saying it shouldn't work in this episode like none of the elements of this episode should work because tonally but it does mm -hmm. somehow you know what i appreciated is while it was still like a little mm, punches were pulled but just a little um as opposed to you're right where it just wouldn't exist on fox um i feel like they address this they address systemic racism and white supremacy in a couple of different places throughout the episode. And you're right that Alejandro's line, re line reading of how dare you does the work of like four scenes put together, right? Like, you know, there's like, he, it's so good. There's like self-loathing in there and he obviously doesn't believe it. It's clearly a lot. And the performative outrage, just like, yeah, and very good I, line reading. Also, like, it's sad, but true. Like when Amanda's like, so what will happen after you report them? He's like, yeah, yeah, probably nothing. Totally. Um, yeah. And then um, when right at the beginning, when we're digging into the case of the week, when that girl mm -hmm. says like, uh -huh. oh, well, you know, she's good at talking to troubled students before they cut. I knew it was going to be a black student. Yes. Yep. Um, and then that's like we joke a lot about how easy it is to predict who the killer is going to be on lucifer but in this case i was like oh well this kid is getting framed that's absolutely what's happening this rich white girl is 100 percent framing this black kid that's definitely what's happening here um and they didn't shy away from that right they don't hide the they don't try to obscure the fact 
that these children of privilege are in trouble. And the very first thing they do is they try to pin it on one of their black peers, um, which is just like, <laughs> again, oh, I just, I'm going to need to turn back to the, but it's just really distressing and really well handled. Um, and after so, after all of these <laughs> seasons of, you know, dust in the wind, um, <laughs> it was really bracing and, confusing but in a good way to watch the show address this point and address the issue of racism not just once in this episode but in several different areas and i also like i think is this with this episode the bar cart is now a sign of goodness as opposed (laughs) to last season yeah it's the bar cart has also occasionally just been wow that was really intense but you weren't around for avatars you wouldn't know that um i i i I basically drank my way through Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> As you but should. Nolan and I, but Nolan and I did both drink gin, just gin, on several occasions. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Barkhart, yes, Barkhart can be good. This is a this is good show, bad yeah. world. Yeah, I think this is the first time it's been good for Lucifer, though. The Barkhart. Yes, probably. I I agree with everything. Uh, Alison Latoya said. Um, and I think that one of the things that it does really efficiently and really effectively is that it gives credence to both Amenadiel 1.0 as well as everything that he was discussing with um, Remy and kind of crystallizes a lot of that discussion. I still think that the scenes that we get with Amenadiel and Remy in the two preceding episodes end up being really circular and really repetitive. But this is a gut punch to those um, those discussions is very, very, very good because it provides that wake-up call. It provides the fracture of Amenadiel's optimism and his fact that he's really only been on Earth for a couple of years at most um, that he just doesn't know. Um, and obviously isn't watching cable news at all, which, I mean, just kudos Kudos to Amenadiel for not watching cable news. Um, <laughs> and he's not on social media, so he's ahead of all of us. And well done. Good for him. Um, so I think I think it all works really, really well. I just wish that there had been either less of the Remy stuff and then given us more here, like Latoya suggested, with a little bit more with Caleb across multiple episodes, I think would have been really, really good. Um, yeah, so I think I don't want to reiterate anything else except that i do want to call out latoya's excellent identification of that student as a knockoff tracy flick because yes hard yes it's she's like not good (laughs) she's not good she's actively bad um but yeah knockoff tracy flick i read that and went yep that is the vibe i was getting and i did not appreciate it how (laughs) dare you sully the name of reese witherspoon like that it's also, yeah, uh, as I was saying, it was very obvious that, like, she did it. Like, because the whole thing with, you know, the Harvard and the, the boyfriend is like, the boyfriend is clearly dumb. How is he's, he getting into he's Harvard? He's a bag of rocks. <laughs> it's like, something with a is surfer a surfer haircut. He's a bag of rocks with a surfer haircut. My parents were going to get back together, but then she's... <laughs> no, they weren't. No, they weren't, kid. I love this whole thing with his parents so much. <laughs> his terrible dad. Am I going to have to kill Eve? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Marcus says, I have a feeling Amenadiel has not watched an hour of TV. And yeah, we still don't know what he does with his time besides yeah. Chop for Candles. Yeah. And, um, and excellent callback. Hey, well done. The, thank you. But the other thing is that 
who knows what he's doing with his off time, but we pretty much only see him interacting with the main characters on the show. Clearly he has access to money in some way. Because he had that place, like, he had an apartment or something well, in season one. Again, we decided he's just, like, taking yeah, he's from Lucifer's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, so like, like if he's doing some other jobs, we, we were like, you know, I guess maybe when they were working out at the gym in the past, right, maybe he had some gym buddies. Um, but really, he's interacted, as far as we know, with a really small subset of people. And then the rest of his time, he was like patrolling and you know like flying around and kind of stuff in the earlier parts of the show before flying into bridges <laughs> yeah flying into bridges it was basically. one time that was one time lucy so like while he's been like observing from afar humanity for uh, like thousands of years right he hasn't he's actually comparatively sheltered um so so yeah i think a lot of this really really hits the I have a feeling that you guys will like this more than I did. I this the necklace thing for me was like a was a step too far. I like it was. I get that the whole point of the necklace thing is that the, it's showing how much this interaction and this person has meant to to Amenadiel. Um, but for me, it still felt like if it had been over a couple episodes, I would have gone right with it. But because it was like the next day after he met this this kid, you know, I was less certain. Also, the um. I know they were going for comedy, but like the let's get some ice cream, child. You ha- you have the wrong friends, implying I am the right friend. Like it, it was just like a, a stitch too hokey for me for the 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 kid to not be more creeped out. I thought that the kid should have been just a little bit more creeped out when he's like, okay, this guy's weird. You're we're, we're beating up the the drug guy, and then I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I mean. I accept ice cream more. I'm I'm very glad uh, Elena Deal didn't like pull a, a Bill Cosby pull up your pants, young sir situation with all of this. I'm so yeah. happy we did not go there. Yes, mm-hmm. that that scene, like that moment of the scene, is just so heartbreaking when the kid is trying to tell Amenadiel shut up, you're gonna get us both killed, and he just doesn't understand. Like it's such a little, uh, it's such a smart and potent inclusion um, to have him have just like a couple. Like, like, how do you not understand what's happening right now? You're going to make it so much worse. Um, so there's a lot, I think, in, in that whole portion of the episode that was really effective. I don't even mean it's, like, uh, intentional, but I think it's very smart, uh, kind of, that uh, there's not that much Chloe in this episode. Because the previous episode, you know, she's talking about being a cop, being about right and wrong. And, like, Chloe is, like, the mythical good cop, like I've said before. And, like, this is an episode that kind of just, like, showing that's like again a rarity and even dan when he is being a quote-unquote good cop he knows that like his complaint's not going to do anything about those guys who yeah. like, were going to kill a many deal like don't make me shoot you the guy said like for what for what oh which reminds me i got a message uh on twitter from vince who is still watching along hi vince and uh but Really liked the scene with uh, with Linda at the end, and the um, where is it? The 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 two scene. Okay, really liked the scene with Linda's session with Lucifer, pushing him hard while radiating confidence. 
that he is ready and support that she will be there for him. But the most impressive scene was a Menadiel facing off against the two cops. I didn't remember if he would have been fine if he got shot. That whole scene was so tense. The boy begging him to shut up, not because Menadiel made things more difficult, but because he was afraid for his life. And that total lack of understanding on Menadiel's side, why the boy was treated this way and why he himself should uh, suddenly be in danger was, you know, saying was really effective for him. Um, Vince also hates everything with the prophecy and Gilf a lot. <laughs> um, um, Vince says, I don't believe his heel turn not wanting uh, his child to grow up on Earth from one second to the next. How can that one situation negate those years of joy he had seen on Earth that even made him go up on and on about humans and their free will on Earth when he was in heaven? His brother is investigating homicide, so it's not like he didn't at least get a, a few glimpses on the flip side of free will. How do you guys feel about uh, Amenadiel's turn here? At the might be offensive uh do we know what race vince is because as a black woman i 100 understand uh i'm ideal not wanting to raise his son on earth yeah i i don't know uh, that's all yeah. i say about that <laughs> yeah do we uh, the, i mean i think you needed something this dramatic to yeah. to to put to put like something this significant and meaningful and, and powerful to turn where how amenadil stood on that um so yeah, yeah. okay yeah i already said that um with it like the fracturing type stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, despite all of his, you know, keeping humans in our, our arms, just links, like he ultimately believes in the good of like people. I believe he mm-hmm. doesn't like he, before he didn't want to know people, but like, that's because he thought they were insignificant. But like, I think he, especially with the people he's around, he believes in like people's capability to want to do good. Like his brother is like proof that like people can be good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see this much bad in this, like up close this way, also makes a lot of sense for why he wouldn't want to raise his child in this world. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we have been going along because there's a lot to talk about in this episode. I do but have we should like wrap one up. Last thing. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. We got Chloe with soft hair and in a sweater this week and today and i was just very glad that we did i thought that should be mentioned because i don't think we've seen her with soft hair and in a sweater at all this season it's, it's been it's been quite a while indeed when it, certainly certainly that tends to be more drunk chloe's look yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah uh i just want to note my final thoughts uh two things which is that uh lucifer's fantasy football team is called show us your stds <laughs> and he is wearing yellow crocs during that montage by the way uh <laughs> And then when Eve takes over, they change their name to the Apple Bottoms. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Very good. Yes. Very good. There's a lot of good, like, catch the, like, pause the screen and, like, read the, the teams and everything. There's a lot yeah. of good details on there. I yeah. have, like, most all of that in, like, my, my straight observations for the review, so. Yeah. Go check it out, everybody. Um, well, uh, Marcus and Keenan Scotty, if you have any final thoughts, throw them in the chat. Um, uh, I... Forgot to mention, uh, Scotty said earlier, uh, when two, two kids from the same school getting into Harvard in this day and age, automatically suspicious. And Marcus says, this would have been written before the college admission scandal, right? And yes. And that, yes, quite a different lens when you throw that. Like, especially with the golf, like, or the, these other, like, sport connections that, you know, for these characters that, um, yeah, that's a nice catch there, Marcus. Um, our next episode is episode nine, and it has the very evocative title of Save Lucifer. So, not a lot to go off of. What do you guys think? Hmm. I mean, 
think they're going to try to save Lucifer somehow. What? I know. I think right. Lucifer is going to realize that it's been entirely too long since he's done a cabaret act in his own bar um, <laughs> and forced his song stylings on his unsuspecting patrons mm-hmm. who just want to drink their apple teenies in peace. Uh, Allison, open- Allison, you're not paying attention to all the drinking of water that's happening right now. <laughs> oh god um and he will oh, i just i was just drinking just drinking my coffee i was not actually reacting to anything okay. sure uh he's gonna open his cabaret show with the cover of amy man's save me only oh. he'll have rewritten it to save lucifer oh no say don't amy lucifer like why don't you say right. lucifer i like that song anyway <laughs> in the club <laughs> in the penthouse with my gold like that like that just like that just like that, just like that. i don't have anything it's i can gonna say be great. to that aside from maybe there will be a bake sale too okay some apple tarts <laughs> from eve maybe yeah mm-hmm. oh, yeah okay uh, definitely lucifer in a girl scout uh outfit maybe oh my god please let lucifer join the girl scouts and sell girl scout cookies oh my god i'm sorry for like Free Latoya, here is your spec script idea. You know they're going to be doing season six. You have to get on it. Lucifer has to, Lucifer has to help Trixie sell Girl Scout cookies and and uncovers a drug ring. Yes. (laughs) You desire two more boxes of Thin Mints. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Pick another angel at random that comes down because Lucifer is interfering with one of the only purely good things on Earth, which of course it isn't. But anyway, yes, Latoya, get on it. Okay. Oh. There you go. Or or don't. It's fine. <laughs> well, we're not going to top that, so we're going to call it there. Thank you to Marcus and Keenan and Scotty for hanging out with us today in the chat. Thank you to LaToya for joining us this season. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Bye. Bye.